And you know what? I, I started consulting people on how to get on the internet. I saw an opportunity. Um, I understood marketing, but I understood that a lot of people weren't really understanding what this internet thing was. Welcome to the Smartest Podcast, a show that is dedicated to helping you achieve success. I'm your host, John Colderize Lawson, entrepreneur and best-selling author. In this episode, you will hear from one of the most successful people in the world. So get ready to improve yourself by learning from those who have already found success. Yo guys, what's up? This is your boy, John. You know what? I've got, uh, dude, this is going to be really, really good. (laughs) When we talk about the smartest podcast, this is definitely one of the top percentage of smartest people. And you'll see that in just a minute. So I want to introduce you to Greg Caesar. And Greg, you tell everybody who you are and what you do. All right. My name is Greg Caesar, and I've been uh, in the online space since, man, I'm a dinosaur now. 1998 was when I quit my job. Yeah. I had a boss tell me, when I tell you to do something, you do it. And I said, oh, damn, I'm unemployable. This ain't going to work for me. So uh, a couple months from there, you know, I had a, a ride along with this guy. We we're meeting with some of my clients and he did something that day in front of the client that pissed me off and basically embarrassed me in front of the client. So that evening I was dropping him off at Hartford Airport and he gets out the car and I said, hey, before you leave, I got to tell you something. And he said, what? And I said, I quit. I'm out of here. I'm going to start something on this Internet thing everybody keeps talking about. So then I had to go home and tell my wife, uh, quit my job. We're, we're going to move in with your mom and you're no longer a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> All in one breath. So that wasn't a good day. Uh, and you know what? I, I started consulting people on how to get on the internet. I saw an opportunity. Um, I understood marketing, but I understood that a lot of people weren't really understanding what this internet thing was. So I said, let me help these people get online. And I started doing that. And after a couple of years, I said, I need more clients, but I know how I'm going to get it. I'm going to position myself better. So I said, let me start selling products online. Now I can go to these business owners and say, well, why would you hire that person? They don't sell anything online. I do. I understand what your issues are. So pay me. And by the way, pay me double. Right. Well, what happened was I got really good at selling stuff online. (laughs) So. I went from zero sales online. Um, all my stuff was, you know, offline and in consulting mm-hmm. to right now, my online customer database, I'd say from 1998 to now, I'm probably about 170,000 people who purchased something from, from one of my websites or through Amazon or, or something of that nature. So along the way, I learned how to sell. And then people started hearing about it and they started inviting me to come speak at this place and go speak at that place. And next thing you know, speaking all over the world and, it's been an interesting journey, and, and that's where I, how, what got me to where I am here today. Wow. That's cool. That's a great yep. story. That's a great story. Now, you didn't say your first wife, so I, I, I'm assuming she's still with you. She's still the same one. <laughs> she, she kept you. All right. She did. Good she for did. her. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I was on the couch for a couple of days, but, you know, she stuck around and forgave me. <laughs> wow. And now look at you today, right? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You have definitely built one of uh, these empires in the digital space. And I I mean, I find it interesting. You kind of went from consulting to, did you go from consulting to, and start selling like uh, uh, training products? Or did you start selling hard goods? I was selling, yeah. So when I, when I, my first launch was an ebook. And, you know, I had always thought about doing an ebook. In fact, a buddy of mine, we put an ebook together back in, it had to have been 98, 99 timeframe. And the ebook was put like a pro. He, this kid was a golfer. And I said, hey, let's create a course on, you know, how to putt and some tips and stuff. And we went to the golf course and I took out my camera and, you know, I videotaped him doing his thing and we sold zero. Oh, no. (laughs) Because you know what? It was the fear. So I understand when people tell me, hey, I'm afraid of or, you know, the paralysis of analysis, because at that point, I didn't believe I could sell anything online. Mm hmm. So we created it and we kind of built a little website, but we didn't take much action onto making the thing sell. So yes, even people who know what they're doing sometimes have fear. And it wasn't until um, I went to a seminar in 2003. And that interestingly enough was one of the biggest changes and pivots in my career. Cause I went to the seminar and I got an opportunity to sit at lunch with a lot of the speakers. Mm. And I got to hear them talk. So I was a little fly on the wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I heard one guy say he made something like three or $4 million in a couple months. And I was like, what did you just say? And, and what was he selling? Bookmarks. He took his bookmarks from his computer and sold them. And I said, mm-hmm. people paid you for that? And the change in my mind at that point was, I had been doing it too hard all along. I didn't understand there was money in the simplicity. So I came back from that event and I said, I'm going back to eBooks. Except this time I'm gonna sell the darn thing. And that was, I wanna say March. By June, we were selling an eBook. And my goal was if I could make, you know, four or $500 a month, I'd be great. Next to 500 bucks, put that towards the bill. And within two weeks, we're at $4,000 a week in sales. 4K in the week. Yes. So hearing the simplicity per week. So hearing the, and by the way, that's what started my pivot out of consulting. Cause I was like, wait a second, I'm making 4k a week and I'm working 20 minutes and I'm working 80 hours a week consulting. Hmm. Right. <laughs> so that started the decline in, in the consulting work, which we're getting back into because um, consulting is a beautiful model because dealing with high-end customers and stuff like that. So, but again, what I learned was simplicity works. It doesn't have to be hard. And the guys who I saw back then who were making the most money had the most simplistic of all products. So that's what got me into doing eBooks and why I fell in love with selling content. Man, I, I love that. The money is in the simplicity or money is in simplicity. For many I, reasons, 100%. I have not heard 100%. that before. Go, go, go a little bit deeper. I'm going to treat you like chat GPT right now. Okay. Go yeah. deeper. <laughs> I love so, that. I'm going to tell you why. So for a couple of reasons. One, when it's simple, it's easy for you to get it done. 
Okay. Yeah. That's right? why. Yeah. I don't have to spend 10 years working on something. Like for example, um, I've got a product we're going to be launching, uh, on, it's in the fitness space. And, and by the way, I need to lose at least 10 or 15 pounds yet. I'm creating a fitness product. <laughs> so what does that tell you? You don't have to be the subject matter expertise. So okay. I found someone who has content and I said to her, Hey, I see you got these fitness courses. You got 96 abs. I'm trying to get one. Can I resell your content? And she goes, yeah, absolutely. And um, I said, well, how many courses do you have? She's got 12 courses. Mm. I said, well, what would you sell me the rights to own all 12 of your courses? Mm. She goes, give me $997 and it's yours. And I said, what did you just say? What? Basically $80 a piece. And these are full feature length courses, four or five hours each. How much easier can that be? So let's look at my time invested in this project. Right, right. So far, I'm about just 10 minutes of communication. Right, it's almost zero. Oh, okay. That's it. That's it. So, I mean, did you know this person? Didn't know her from a hill of beans. Okay, you just happened. Okay, great. Fantastic. I saw it on, fa saw it on Facebook. I joined yeah. the group and I, and I, I said, I'm going to ask. So, um, so it's easy to get done. Now, here's the other piece of simplicity. It's easier for the customers to understand what the offer yes. is. Yes. And the easier it is for them to understand and say, I get that, it's easier for them to say, I want that. Oh. And once Dang. you have that, it's easier to sell to the customer. 100%. Yes. I got so many people that will, I was like, what do you do? And they will spend 20 minutes trying to explain to me. I'm like, how yep. are you going to ever sell that to me? Yep. Wow. I, I'm going to tell you that the two questions I tell people to ask themselves when you're thinking about selling something. Mm. And, and if you can't answer these questions, the customer can't do it either. The question number one is, if you buy my product, how will it change your life? And question number two is, if you don't buy this product, how will it impact your life? Mm. And if you can't answer those two questions, neither can the customer. Mm. Got to be able I, to answer the question. Now, if I have these two questions now, I've got these two questions. Yep. What's next? Do I? So here's, here's what I'm trying to get at. Because the simplicity, I love this part, right? Yeah. It seems like sometimes people overcomplicate by putting a whole bunch of different stuff on top. Yep, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Way, way too many layers, way too many thought process. You know, when, when I'm coaching someone and, and they ask me, okay, yeah, I got to spend hours and hours of research. I'm like, what do you mean you got to spend hours and hours on research? You need five minutes. <laughs> and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, five minutes. And it's simple. A lot of the times, my research, there's only one, one, one piece to it. Is somebody else selling it successfully? Okay. And if and if they're making a million dollars, why can't I make a hundred thousand? Mm. That's my that's my research process. So you'll laugh at this. Um, so I, I do the groceries every week. And people say, You do the groceries? I'm like, Yep. I, I'll go to Walmart, I go to um Walgreens, I go to Costco every week. And you know what I do? I walk up and down the aisle, each and every aisle. My wife's like, I hate going to the store with you because you go up every aisle. And I'm like, Yes. And she goes, Why? I said, because I'm looking at the empty shelves. 
Empty shelves tells me what people are buying in high demand. And then my thought process is, if that product is in high demand, can I sell it also? And I'll give you an example. I was in Walgreens once and it was an empty spot and the product was $29. It was some supplement and it was CoQ10. Never heard of CoQ10 before in my mm -hmm, life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I go in and do some research. I'm looking at the products on Amazon that are selling CoQ10. I saw one with like 50,000 reviews. Wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's not sales. That's the reviews. Right. You can, you can always add a zero to reviews to estimate. Correct. Yeah. Am, Amazon says an average product has 1% review. Yeah. yeah. So 50,000 means they sold a lot of units. Where did I get that? It was an empty shelf, mm. right? So a lot of times the research is just finding what other people are selling successfully. And I always tell people, everything you want to make money on, somebody's already making money on it. And if somebody is not, run like hell. <laughs> I don't want okay. to be the first guy. Okay, okay. It's too hard, too expensive to be that first person. I'd rather be the person who, who, who's, a, uh, who's following somebody who's already doing it. Because yeah. they do all the work. Yeah, it's, it's they, like... Yeah. Oh man, this is good. This is good. I don't want to. I don't want you to stop. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to say something. Oh, go ahead. You on a roll. <laughs> well, one of the things I say on my webinars is, why do you want to sell something that has competition? People always say, why you don't sell things with competition? I'm like, yes, you do. Yeah. And and they say, well, that it proves the market. It proves this. I said, no, you guys got it wrong. Mm. The answer is so you can copy. Wow. They tell you what just, to sell. Just put that out there. Huh? <laughs> And, and let me rephrase that. It's so you can model after. We don't, we're not exactly. going to steal You can get inspired. Stuff. Exactly. Yes. You know, what, what you're going to model after is, what's the price point? What, the, what should the autoresponder say? What should the sales letter say? Um, what should the offer be? Where should I advertise it? What hmm. are my keywords? I mean, they tell you 100% of what you need to do up front. Hmm. Now, if you go into a market where you're the only one, You've got to figure all that out yourself. You've got to figure out what should my bonuses be? What should my upsells be? What should my backend product be? Right? Versus if I go to someone who's already successfully selling it, all I need to do is buy their $50 product and get on their autoresponder and see what they sell me. Right? Uh, there was one product uh, in a market that I'm in and I bought one of the competitors' products. Mm -hmm. And I signed up on his list uh, with two different emails. So I, I got into the opt-in list with one email and I bought the product with another email because okay, I don't want it. to take Ooh, it out the prospecting list. Oh, that's good. And um, so I'm looking at the emails that they're sending out promoting other products. Well, what do you think I did? Every time they sent out an email, I signed up as an affiliate for that product and I mailed it to my list. <laughs> and one of them was a video building software. I, I signed up and I sent out the email. Dude, that thing made like four or $5,000 off of one email. Never even heard of the product before. I just saw my competitor did it. And I said, well, if he or she's making money, why can't I? And mm. I mailed the same exact product. Mm. So I let other people tell me what to do. And the market is way smarter than I will ever be. Right, Most right, people right. are trying to fight the market. They think they're smarter than the market. And that's not the case. You got to learn to listen. Listen to what the market is telling you to do. Mm.
man, that that's some that's some gem right there. I I I can't even get over that. <laughs> I can, you know what? I really can't get over the two email thing. I've never even thought of that. You know, it's like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Buy your competitor's product, you know, search through the, but to do it and buy it with one and sign up with the other. So you stay on the, oh, that's yep. that, that everyone's call. Dude. Everyone tells you, um, soon as they buy your product, you take them off the prospecting list. Right. Yeah. Well, I need to Automatic. see what your prospecting emails are. Otherwise, I don't know. Right. Yep. Love 100%. that. 100%. Love. I'm gonna that. tell you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you another one. I did. Uh oh. Here we go. Come on. <laughs> so, um, I had a competitor in a marketplace, and um, this guy launched an affiliate program. And he was kicking my butt. So you know what I did? I signed up for his affiliate program and I ran ads to his product. Okay. And I'm gonna tell you what I learned. Um, number one. My product was a 40 something dollar product. Mm -hmm. Now he's in the same exact niche. My commission selling his product was about $65. Now here I thought I was at the ceiling in terms of price. My that's commission- $40. You're saying that's $40. Your right, yeah. Right, okay. I thought that was the highest people were gonna pay me. Right. I was getting 60 something selling his product. So I said, my price point was wrong. But mm. number two, here's the other thing that I learned from running the ad. I learned what his conversion rate was. And his conversion rate was higher than mine. So guess what I did? Let me start making some changes to my sales process based off of what he's doing. So I literally sold my competitor's product to find out <laughs> what changes I needed to make to my product. Hmm. Let them do the work for you. Let them do the work. Did Let you them do the, the price. Work you changed the price on your product too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Funny thing was, he copied me. Believe it or not. So this guy went in and he he took he modeled my sales letter, but then he he changed it. But the product, everything he offered was my offer. He just added a couple extra bonuses and he he just doubled the price. Wow. I would have okay. never thought it would have never thought it was possible. This is good. This is, that's that's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Tell me more. Yep. It's like, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is such good stuff. Let me ask you about pricing though. You know, okay. how, how, uh, I mean, you've, you've done all there and let's just go with courses. Let's say, you know, so uh, yep. uh, in, do you do the entry level pricing or is it one of the high ticket pricing? You've played around. Which one do you, you know. Okay. So number one, most people have pricing wrong. Um, okay. I've yes. heard consultants say, go in the marketplace and look at what the competitors are doing and yes. then come in a, a little bit cheaper than they are. Okay. The, the, the problem with um, your USP being your pricing is someone can almost, can always come in a penny cheaper than you. Now they've got the best price. Right. Right. So I say, don't compete on price, compete on value. So I don't ever want to be the cheapest person. I want to be on the higher side of, of the pricing, right? So with that ebook, for example, I was 40 bucks. My competitors were seven, 17. That's why I thought I was at the ceiling. But this guy came in and said, Greg ain't at the ceiling. 
60, 70, 80 is the ceiling. So um, to me, pricing is this. You don't determine the price. The customer determines the price. Mm -hmm. And the way that you do that is you've got to give that customer price products at many different pricing levels. So you may have the low end price, the, then you have an, a mid-range upsell, then another price and a, another price and a high ticket price. And the thing is, you let the customer decide where their threshold is. See, when I saw that $40 ebook, I decided what the threshold was and I made a mistake, right? You've got to have multiple prices and you let them say, okay, hey, 500 is it. That's the max I, I want to pay for the solution to this product. Where somebody else would say, you know, 10,000 is, is what I'm willing to pay. You don't know that until you ask them. So you have to have different prices. So what I tell people is when you create your product, um, create what I call like a pricing map. And your pricing map is just write the price, $10, $100, $97, $5,000. And then you say, okay, so once you write those numbers down, then you go in and say, okay, what do I want to offer them for $10? What do I want to offer them for $97? What do I want to offer them for $1,000? Because if you create the product first, then the problem is you, you got to work backwards and it's harder to say, this $1,000 product is worth $5,000. So it's better to start in the beginning and build a product to $5,000 than trying to change and adjust the pricing after you've created the product. So create a pricing map, write your numbers down, and then say, okay, what can I offer these people? And the higher your pricing is, the more one-on-one -on -one, uh, it becomes with the customer. So again, now when you want to increase your pricing, it's easy, stack the value. Ask yourself a simple question. What else can I give them? What else can I give them to make this worth $100 more? Right? So for me, it's not about just increasing pricing. It's about giving them value. What can I give you? Because the more value you give them, the easier it is, again, for them to make that purchasing decision. Right? You want them to yeah. feel this. Man, you're giving me all this for that? That's the feeling you want them to have. And if you, if you don't have the value, they're not going to feel that. That's why when that lady told me 997 bucks, uh -huh. I was like, you're giving me all that. I PayPal her that money faster than you can blink before she realized the mistake she made. <laughs> but that's the feeling you want to make people feel. Yeah. Right. So that's what, that's how you do all with. Uh, but I mean, she, but she, I mean, she set her price. She did. Now, let me tell you what I told her uh, afterward, which by the way, I called her up. We're going to create a strategic joint venture. Uh, I said to her, I said, I'm going to let you know something. Your pricing is off, but I'm not, yeah. I didn't tell you that before I purchased. I want to let you know after I purchased so you don't increase it on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yesterday I, I was at this uh, car place and I, I was talking to a guy and he's telling me he's a, he's a personal trainer. I mean, this guy was built and he's a personal trainer and he says, I go in and I look at their iron level and their oxygen level. And I tell them, based on your oxygen level, this is the kind of metabolism. And I mean, he's going into this yeah. scientific stuff. So I said to him, well, what do you charge? He goes, oh, it's $300 a month. And they get like two sessions a week. And the first thing I said to him was, man, you need to triple your prices. Your prices are wrong. I said, why are you competing with other personal trainers at $300 a month? And you're changing their life. Everybody else tells them, 
you know, lift 10 reps and do this. Okay, we'll see you next week. We'll do the same thing. I'm like, you're teaching them how to change their life in ways that, and and educating them that your competitor is not doing. Why are you doing that for the same price? I'm like, you need to, so guess what? He calls me yesterday. He wants to work with me. I wasn't even trying to sell the guy. I was just helping him out, but he called me last night and he's like, yeah, man, I, I want to talk to you about doing some stuff. We got a meeting today, actually. So, but that's just by teaching him about pricing and how his pricing was, was in the wrong spot. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Next question real quick. One-on-one versus done for you in terms of value. All right. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. So you, which one? You, you, I saw a so, light bulb, so you go for it. So, you know, I've done all of the above. So I've done, there's done with you, which works pretty good. Um, done for you and, and, and the one-on-ones. Um, I actually like working with people one-on-one. So I do get on the phone with my customers, uh, local ones. I actually meet them for lunch and stuff like that. So I enjoy that, right? Now, a lot of people don't enjoy the one-on-one. They would rather do like the done with you or done for you. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a done for you, you hold most of the risk now because you're doing the work for them. That's going to be expensive. Right. So if you're a coach and a consultant and, and it's, hey, we'll do this for you and do that for you, um, then that's something you're going to be in the thousands for. I'd say I'd do that no less than five to ten thousand right. uh, for doing the work for you. There's a thing that I say is the, there's the I do price and there's the I think price. If you're asking me to do it, here's the price. If you're asking me to think, there's the price. Wow. <laughs> So the I do means you already thought about it. You just need me to help you execute it. But if you need me to come up with the plan and it's my thought, it's going to cost you a whole lot more. Now, there's not much more work on me because it's just thinking. But if you want the brains behind it, you're going to have to pay for that. So um, because, look, I spent years to get to where I am. And so if I'm going to have to think about it, then I, then I have to charge you accordingly. So um, both are good models. I would say it depends on your personality. If you're good with talking to people, then the one-on-ones are great. Uh, if you don't like that or you're too busy or you're, you know, the people who like the, they, they call it the, uh, what is that? The, the laptop lifestyle. All they want to do is sit on the beach and collect money. Then one-on-one may not be good for you. Even the done for you may not be good for you. Uh, in that case, you'll go after more group coaching. And I know guys who do group coaching, it's six to eight, nine, ten thousand dollars, and they don't talk to the customer at all. Um, but I'm of the mindset if someone's gonna pay me that much, I, I gotta talk to you. You know, I can't have someone pay me ten thousand and I'll give you an example. I had a guy who was selling a coaching program that was twenty-eight thousand dollars. Mm. And on a one ninety minute webinar, he sold fifty-eight of them. Mm. Two point something million dollars in sales. So I said, well, what do they get for that twenty-eight thousand? He goes, oh, they get a lot. They get uh, two webinars a month. They get one group coaching call, and they get uh, one or two calls with me. And I said, yeah. that's it for twenty-eight thousand dollars. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. I- I'd have to for that price. I'm going to give you my firstborn, and you can move in the house. Oh my god! <laughs> Hold on. Let me pull out this checkbook. Twenty-eight thousand. Hold on. <laughs> you wow. Know, I'm I'm a, yeah. I'm a big proponent of value. You're gonna pay me that much. I, I need to give you a lot more than just two or three phone calls. That's just right. me, though. You yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, some of these other guys, 
it, it works, but I, I just couldn't do, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, one more thing, cause you intrigued me on the create the product to the value, like the 5,000, yeah. the 1,000, maybe the 500. So if I do these three price points, do I actually do products for those price points or what was the next step? I kind of lost that part or do I just, you know? Yeah. So um, it could be products. It could be services. Um, it could be coaching calls. Uh, it could even be membership sites. So, um, you know, once you lay out your price point, so at $10, you, you might give them like a checklist, um, <laughs> a checklist or yeah. cheat I, I say cheat give them, yeah. give them the Something. thing they can latch on to. Okay. Like, for example, uh, I've got my Amazon course. So one of the things I'm going to create as a like a low end entry point is a list of the top 1000 selling products on Amazon. So you see, that's not like like people do a lead magnet, which is, you know, how to get started on Amazon or, or how to do this. So it's not really a how to, it's a thing. So it's something yeah. they can latch on. It's tangible. Because you can do something with that list. Like, here's one. I just bought this the other day. I don't know if you could read it. Uh, see that? It's, uh -huh. This lady has the audience targeting cheat sheet. And it was a list of the top X number of targeting things uh, you can target on Facebook. I said, oh, yeah, I could use that list. So I forget what it was she sold it for. By the time I was done, I was over $100 in sales from her. Oh, that I purchased from her so she okay. gave me the thing that got me excited yeah and then the thank you page had the offer and there was a bump offer and I actually ended up getting both so give them something tangible uh the thing that they could latch on to and then you start working down the line of what those other products are now again it. it could be it could be a cheat sheet it could be more content it could be one-on-one -on -one, it could be all of the above in terms of of the product now here's the cool thing once you make that list, don't think I got to have the whole list done. I got to have my $5,000 product done. No, when you're starting, that's not the mistake people make. Just do the cheat sheet. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you a secret. When I start, I don't even have the cheat sheet done. I run the ad for the cheat sheet. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, it's sold. Yeah. Time so, to make it. Uh, I, I had a... Um, an offer that I ran, it was a newspaper ad. And the offer was um, a work at home directory, right? Um, call this 800 number and get the information for this work at home directory. So I ran the ad. Actually, I ran it in, in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I ran the ad, some people called. Um, I ran the ad a second time. I spent $10 both times on the ad and I got calls again. I said, okay. And the only reason I did it the second time was to make sure it wasn't a fluke. So the third time I ran the ad from Florida all the way to Maine and a lot of newspapers uh, from Florida to Maine. And the offer was they, they had to call an 800 number and leave me their name, address, phone number, and email for me to send them the information. What do you think the conversion rate was from the percentage of people who called to those who left me their full contact details to send them the package to order? What year was this? This was about four years ago. Really? Okay. Four yeah. years ago, add a newspaper, people call and actually leave you their stuff. Name, address, phone number, and email. I'm, I'm going to 
I'm going to say like 70%. Very close. It was 77%. Really? Okay. Because I mean, it's like you already went through the process of yeah. dialing this number. So yeah. you're more like, yeah, I get it. And okay. they're in a vacuum. They're there in is, vacuum. that's why offline works so well. They're yeah. in a vacuum. The, on Google, your competitor is next door. Yes, yes. When, when they call me, there is no competitor. So conversion rates tend to be higher. So uh, yeah. I did that. And John, I had no work at home directory to give. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what I did was I had hundreds of people. And at that moment, I said, okay, I need to go create a work at home directory. Yeah, sure. and, <laughs> and, and it was funny. One of my friends, I was telling this to, and he goes, well, what did you send those people who, who had called? I said, nothing. And he's like, well, weren't they mad at you? I said, what do you want me to tell you? I'd rather have 100 people mad at me than spend six months working on something to find out I can't get 100 people. Oh, so this was just a test. <laughs> that was just a test. Oh, that was just a test. Okay. So one of the things in my mindset is this. My number one principle is, only do the work and spend the money once you know you're going to make it back. Yeah. I, I hate risking time and I hate risking money. So what did I do? I ran the ad first. So I always try to see, can I reach the people? So a lot of times when I'm doing, like, let's say I'm, I'm looking for an idea for something to sell. Um, most of my time is going to be spent looking at, can I find where these people are at? Are people searching on Google? Um, what are the keywords? Because once I know I can reach the people, I can sell the product. If I can't reach the people, what, what's the point? So like on Amazon, my number one question is not even what the product is or the price point. My number one question is, can I get to the first page of Amazon for this product? If I can't get to the first page, it's not worth creating the product. So for me, it's can I reach the people? So that's why I ran the ad first once I ran the ad and the conversion numbers were great, what, what difference does it make what the product costs at that point? Right? Because what did I prove? Thing works. If, hmm. if it would have cost me 10,000 to create the product, not creating the product is losing money. Yes. So I wow. always test my offer whether it's gonna work before I spend the time and energy creating it. See, most people do it in reverse. Yeah, they yeah. spend six months working on a product Right. And then they say, I wonder why this thing is not selling. Well, I'll tell you why, because you never, you never ask the people. <laughs> you see, SEO, a lot of people want to do SEO. Yes. You know what I tell people? Don't do SEO first. Run a pay-per-click campaign first. Absolutely. Take the keywords that you would run SEO on mm -hmm. and run a Google AdWords campaign. Because... Now what happens is if you spend a hundred bucks and you get no sales on that keyword, why do you want to spend a thousand dollars a month for the next six months to try to rank for that keyword? That's not going to make you any sales. Brilliant. Do the PPC first. Then you find the three or four keywords that are converting in the pay-per-click campaign. Wow. That's the one you pay the SEO guy to rank you for. Mm. Basic. But the SEO guys will never tell you because they, 
my ear fit bud fell. Yeah, that's they cool. wanted they they want to get the thousand dollars a month for the next seven months, and then you then you eventually say, oh, this is not working because they already yeah. made their, their yeah. seven grand. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and you and you are now first page, but for a keyword, but you're getting no sales that has 100%. no sales. Hundred percent. Run a paper fit campaign first. Spend a hundred bucks. Find the keywords that are converting. That's the ones you do SEO. That's that's a standing ovation, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, this is the last question. I know you got to okay. go. All right, uh, this is the one I ask everybody. Was there something that I should have asked you that I didn't? Ooh, that's a good question. Okay. Um, okay, it's a good question. Why do some people fail and some people succeed? Okay, fantastic. Uh, I spent the last 20 years trying to understand that question. And I, get, I, I was getting asked that a lot. And I always said the problem was people have no work ethic. Uh, some people don't want to work. Um, some people are lazy or some people are making it too hard. And this year, I finally boiled down success to four things. And if you get and understand these four things, you can have a lot of success. Okay, number one, what you believe. If you don't believe you can do it or that you can have success, don't waste your time. Mm. Here's the question. Do you want to get on a plane with a pilot who doesn't believe he can land? <laughs> right? Not at all. I don't want to, I don't want to get on that plane. Um, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, every shot they took, they believed they could make it. He never took a shot he didn't think he could make. Now, he right. might have missed some. Right. But he didn't believe he was going to miss it. So you have to believe that you can do it, even if you have no skills or no knowledge. I understand why you may be scared and you may say, I don't know how to do this. But mm. what I don't understand is, why do you think you can't learn it? If I don't know how to write a sales letter, why do you think you can't learn how to write a sales letter? Mm. Well, it takes you a little bit of work. Like Denzel Washington said in the movie Equalizer, it's not perfection, it's progress. That's what you're looking for. So every day you can be better than you were the day before. That's number one. So number two is um, who you know. Okay. There's not a single person on this planet who achieves success by themselves. They had to learn something from someone. We all have mentors. Kobe Bryant had a coach. Michael Jordan had a coach. All the greats, Derek Jeter, they all had coaches. And what made the greats the greatest is they were coachable. Right? So everyone has someone that they learn from. And a lot of people who are trying to be successful, they don't get that and understand why don't I find someone and learn whether it's I got to pay for it? John, I can't tell you how many coaching programs that I paid for that I didn't even need the content. It was just so I could work with that person. In proximity. If I paid you $2,000, you got to listen to me now. Right. <laughs> I get to ask you questions and you can't tell me no. Yeah. Right? That has saved me so much time and mm. uh, energy. Uh, I'll give you an example. A buddy of mine, uh, we were thinking about doing an SEO um, service a couple of years ago, but we didn't want to do the, the low-end SEO like everybody else. So I said, let's find who's selling high-end SEO. 
And we found web.com was selling SEO for $4,000 a month. So we said, all right, but we don't know how they're selling that or how they're even reaching the people. So you know what we did? I went into um, LinkedIn and LinkedIn has a feature, which is find people who used to work at a company. So I searched for sales guys who used to work for web.com. And I emailed one of them and I said, hey, listen, we'd like to find out how you were selling, you know, the services at 4,000. What did you say to those people and how did you reach them? And I'm willing to pay you for an hour of your time. So who you know is the second one. The third one is what you know. You got to learn something. You got to know what a squeeze page is or what a landing page is. You got to know what makes a good product versus a bad product. You got to know how to write sales copy. You got to know how to do whatever it is. So you got to learn something. And doesn't mean you have to do it. It just means you got to know it, right? I, I don't need to know how to write uh, code for my website, but I got to know that the website needs code. And I could tell the guy, hey, can you do this and can you do that? And the last one, which is the most important piece, is the action, what you do. Because mm. it doesn't matter who you know, it doesn't matter what you believe, it doesn't matter what you know, if you aren't going to do anything with it, you ain't going to get any results. So if you boil down and, and master and just process those four things, your beliefs, it's who you know, it's what you know, and what you do, that's all you need to do to get success. And you don't have to work 90 hours a week and 1,000 hours a week. I believe in leverage. So right now we're selling on Amazon. The only reason I'm selling on Amazon is because they do the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I got to do is ship them a box of stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. So right. you can leverage what other people uh, can do. Um, and don't be afraid of paying people who know stuff. Like if I'm mm-hmm. going to hire a guy um, who, who is a Facebook expert, as long as I know they're a good Facebook person, yeah, I'm not afraid of hiring them. You know, um, I had a roofer who was at my house a couple weeks ago, and he was like, well, what do you think I should do? I said, because he wanted to do some SEO. And he goes, I'm getting zero results from the, the company we're, we're working for. They made all these promises. And I said, okay, how do you know they were good? He goes, well, they told us. He said, well, what's your proof that they were any good? And I said, you want a good SEO company? And he, the guy was here in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to tell you how you're going to find a really, really good SEO company. I said, go to Google, type in Atlanta SEO company. And whoever shows up on the first page, they're good. (laughs) That's who you hire. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be expensive. Right. But I'd rather pay $1,000 and get the results than pay $100 and get nothing. That's right. Find the people who are going to be good. Don't look at the people who are just cheap because cheap is not always going to be good. Cheap will be cheaper, but it don't mean you're going to get results. Brilliant. So, so those four things, if you, if you just think on those four things, you can have success. So everything else doesn't matter. Notice I didn't mention the product. Notice nope. I didn't mention the sales letter. I noticed I didn't mention the keywords or how do you outsource. That's not what's going to make you successful. It's those thinking about those four things. You know what? It all goes back to what you said in the beginning is that the money is in the simplicity. So you didn't go into all of those things. Those are parts. Right. They play a part. Not important. Insignificant in terms. Those things are the value proposition that gets you the money. Those are the things that 
um, convince someone to say, hey, I want that. But if you don't have the other parts of the thing that someone wants, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what the, how you created it, what your sales funnel is, you got something people don't want. So yeah, people focus on the wrong things. Those are the only four things that I focus on. Man, Greg, I tell you, this has been an absolute fantastic time with you. I really appreciate your transparency, your openness, and your willingness to share. It has been uh, very educational and eye-opening. So with that being said, uh, if people wanted to follow you or find you, where do they go? Yeah, you can go to our site. We're, we're in the process of building out our new site. It's going to be at gregcaesar.com, and Caesar is C-E-S-A-R. So gregcaesar.com, and they can uh, learn more about us, ourselves and our products. We're going to have all our links to social media. All that stuff's going to be there. Cool. Hang out for just a second. But all you guys, you're out of here for now. So <laughs> give it up for Greg Caesar. Yeah. All right. We're out of here, guys. <laughs> Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Smartest Podcast. I hope you found that conversation helpful and inspiring. So be sure to subscribe and do not miss any future episodes. Until next time, enjoy your journey of success. Thanks for listening. Thank you.